we're talking about Book Club, the next chapter, starring Diane Keaton, Jane Fonda, Candace Bergen, Mary Steenburgen, Craig T. Nelson, Don Johnson, Andy Garcia, Giancarlo Gianni, Vincent Riotta, and Hugh Quarshi. Quarshi? I don't know. Uh, written and directed by Bill Holderman, also written by Aaron Sims, based on characters written by uh, Bill Holderman and Aaron Sims. I'm Ryan, and I kind of tripped my way through that. Hey, what's up? I'm Brendan. Hi. I'm Connor, and I, I, I like it. I like how you said this is a movie written uh, by Bill Holderman and Aaron Sims based on characters by Bill Holderman and Aaron Sims. Like, they're <laughs> the same two guys. It's like we could have just said that they wrote the first one, too. <laughs> well, that's we... how they were credited. So, but yes, welcome back, everyone. Thank you for listening to last week's episode, and if you have not, please go back and listen to that great episode. We are here for the new, the next chapter, yeah. Book Club 2. Um, could not have been more excited. Was there? I went on Mother's Day, mm-hmm. packed house, and by packed house, I mean like six other people. Yep. <laughs> I was the only person under the age of 50. I was the only man in the audience. I sat in the back corner. I texted these guys like five minutes in because there was no one near me. I was like, oh, it's got the juice. I'm ready. I got a little special Mother's Day opening from the book club. I think that neither of you got, and I'm like, it's peak. Yeah. I was so excited. Uh, Brendan told me that, and he was like, I'll let let Floyd tell you about it on the podcast. I'm like, dang it. I didn't get a special Mother's Day Day message from from my girls. Yeah, well, you didn't go on Mother's Day, so I guess you just hate your mom, so... Um, well, no, Floyd, can you can you tell us what it said? Like, what they <laughs> what they said in the ad? Yeah, no, they were in this, like, white void. Like, you know how they have oh, uh, actors in sometimes just, like, sitting down and just, like, a blank white background? And they were just like, oh, thanks for coming, especially on Mother's Day. And then um, they were like, if you're here with your mom, that's perfect. And if you're not here with your mom why not and i'm like I uh, my mom doesn't live near me sorry guys but i'm here and then it I'm was here like, i made it and then it was like happy mother's day from the book club Jesus. if you're not here with your mom why not yeah, yeah. basically they di- they were directly <laughs> like why are you here by yourself and i was like i'm here for you Aww. guys <laughs> yeah i'm here for Sad. my mom i'm here for my mommies yeah yeah. My mommy's day. These are, um, these are the only mommies I need. <laughs> I did not, because of the recording schedule, the way we did it last time, I did not have time between recording 65 and book club uh, to do all the research that I felt necessary mm-hmm. uh, for book club to really to really get in the mindset of these ladies. And I'm a little disappointed for the sequel because I didn't know that the book was going to be The Alchemist, in which case I would have maybe read The Alchemist or watched yeah. some movies based on it. But I did go back and watch all three. and by, I, I watched all three Fifty Shades movies. Did um, you actually? I did actually watch oh all three of them. Oh, my fucking um, God. And I mean, they're on the my first... list, but I still haven't. I they are not high on the list of movies I have to. No, see. <laughs> they. I mean, I I did not want to watch them, but I never want to hear anything from you guys that I don't commit to a bit ever because I committed. Um, did you log those on Letterboxd? I didn't even know. So you specifically didn't for this bit. Yes, for this bit That's... to tell you now. Jesus Christ! Um, 
I have them written down on a little whiteboard when I watch them so I can log after <laughs> after we're done recording here. Um, but no, I watched all three of them. Oh uh, the first one is as atrocious as any film I've seen. It is, it is wildly irresponsible. It is basically all about abuse. It is, and doesn't realize it. It's horrible. The second one, she's a little more into it um, than in the first one. I think they took oh. some notes. Yeah, she's not into it in the first one. And it's real not good. Oh, God. Um, and, but the second one uh, is better. She's more into it. There's still not really a story to it. I think I'd still give it like a D or a D plus. Um, but there's a conniving, weird, evil villain. Um, it, it's, it's, it's weird. The third one then had the opportunity to be hilarious. Like, to be, like, full batshit crazy. And they tried a little bit. Um, James Foley directed the last two, who directed, like, Glengarry, Glen Ross. So he's, like, a legit director. Um, Jesus. And he didn't quite get the juice on the third one. I'd still give the third one, like, a D. Because um, it, it, it had some funny moments. But, um, yeah. So an F, for sure, for Fifty Shades 1. A D plus for the second one, and a D for the third one. They were all terrible, but I feel like I understand these girlies on a deep emotional level now. Great. that's. I'm so glad that you have this connection to the book club now in a way that you didn't before. And I'm so glad that I spent six hours of my life watching Fifty Shades movies for about a minute and a half joke on a podcast. But <laughs> I digress. This, these are the things that I do for this show. Um, so, but for book club, the next chapter, we all ventured out. Um, post-COVID, hey. uh, into the theaters, which is a big point in this movie. Getting out there after COVID. Um, it really is. It's like the first, like, 15 minutes of the movie are just fucking montage of post-COVID and during COVID, and a Zoom ad, and an Alexa ad, and, oh my god! Alright, so I think before we get into it, we should probably do the plot summary via Wikipedia. It's actually a pretty short one. And then we can get all into all the juicy, and by juicy I mean uh, Chardonnay, I don't know, uh, details uh, of juicy? Book Club, the next chapter. The four friends in the book club finally meet in person after COVID-19 forced their monthly meetings onto Zoom calls, once again via Wikipedia. Vivian reveals her engagement to Arthur, and the four friends take a bachelorette trip to Italy, culminating in a destination wedding in, in Tuscany. The four friends enjoy their stay in Rome, sightseeing, man-watching, and shopping for Vivian's wedding gown. A street artist assures them the trip to Venice is a must for tourists, so they take a train, not realizing the porters at the station are thieves who steal their luggage, which is my favorite plot point of this movie. Um, Diane loses the urn containing her deceased husband's ashes, which she has illegally brought into the country. Vivian's hotel connections get them nice accommodations in Venice, and a bar Sharon meets Usme. Usmane, a retired philosophy professor who invents, uh, who invents, who invites the foursome to dinner. The venue turns out to be famed Chef Gianni's cooking school, and he seems to make a play for Carol, whose husband Bruce is back in California recovering from a heart attack, which, when it first happened, I really thought he almost died of COVID. Um, mm -hmm. The foursome rent a car to drive to Tuscany, but it breaks down, forcing them to hitchhike. When a policeman happens by, Vivian thinks he's a male stripper and lands them in the local jail where Sharon goads the uh, prickly police officer into getting them to Vivian's wedding via helicopter. The police chief, chief has re recovered Diane's urn, so she scatters her husband's ashes en route. Arthur and Mitchell, his best man and Diane's boyfriend, are waiting. Carol is surprised by Bruce, Bruce's appearance. The wedding involves uh, reversals. The four friends realize their current book, The Alchemist, by Paolo 
Cole Hole predicts their uh, whole lives more than they expected it to. And just saying the wedding has reversals, Wikipedia, that's not enough. Vivian doesn't get married to Arthur. They have a whole speech about how they're not going to marry each other. And then, and then, Diane gets married to uh, Mitchell instead. So, Yay. everybody's happy. Jane Fonda, 85 years old, doesn't have to get married. She can keep on keeping on. And then Diane Keaton gets remarried. So that is a book club, the next chapter. So, guys, girlies, how do we how do we like this one? I think starting on Zoom was a very interesting call for them. Um, pun intended. Uh, I think it was a. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, I guess it's fine with the way they open like the first one, kind of going back and being like, um, "Wow, things have really changed over the last." 70 years and the last 50 years of us being friends and then at the beginning of this one being like well things got a little more crazy huh and (laughs) over the past three years and don't we know it yeah and it was just kind of surreal to see that in a movie because there haven't been too many movies where they're just gonna straight out be like covid COVID happened happened. in this world so yeah i mean initial thoughts this was basically a Italian tourism ad. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of what I got for it. And also nothing mattered, which I, you know, I'll talk about more, but like, so far off the bat, you've done nothing but complain about how three at uh, three of this movie's attributes are ads. And I'm going to tell you you're wrong on all three counts. All right. Well, I agree to disagree. But no, okay, fine. Hey, I'll go. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm still you. going. I'm still it's going. It's <laughs> not a Zoom ad if they just use the frame of Zoom. Also, why does Zoom need to make an ad when everybody was using it during COVID? Also, whatever you said, what, what, an Ital- Italian tourism ad? You can't have people go to Italy in a movie without calling it Italian tourism ad. Yeah, but like, it's not just a location. They're bi- they're just doing touristy shit. All right, whatever. Yeah, I feel like it goes very poorly for them, at least a few times. Well, but that's the thing is that, like, even when bad things happen, it doesn't matter. Like, it's it's instantly resolved. There are no stakes whatsoever in any of these situations. I, like, it, it, just everything that happens is resolved instantly. Like, and there... It sounds like you had the wrong expectations for this film. <laughs> well... <laughs> You might be right about it that. It sounds like you did not go in with the right mindset. Listen, I, I was expecting action and adventure. And that's not what I got. I thought this was an Indiana Jones movie. I thought this I was Indiana that. Jones. Go listen to next week's podcast. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I, I just, like, I think that was something that really frustrated me, was, like, they would present these problems, they would present these issues, and then there was always, like nobody reacted to them first of all like the only like it, it was always treated as like a minor inconvenience even when they got put in fucking jail they were just like guess we're in jail now like come on like something. no i think that's accurate no i'm not gonna come up because you're wrong everybody Have reacted to everything that they that like all the shit that happened everybody reacted to but it, okay, they realized yeah. Okay, also, so their luggage gets stolen at the train station. And I called that from a mile away because off the bat, the guy who took their luggage had an earring in. 
Not saying anything <laughs> about men with earrings, but it was just it's a if criminal. You choose, if you choose that for your movie, he's gonna be a criminal. So uh, for your wine mom, for your wine mom, for your, for your wine, wine, wine yes, mom movie. exactly. So when I saw him come up, I'm like, oh, this seems shady. Also, why put it in the movie if it's not gonna come back? So That's like, true. it's not like they're gonna be like, okay, here's our luggage, and then they get to their location, and then they go get their luggage, and it's like, okay, we didn't need that. Then we just couldn't. Nobody was wondering what happened to their luggage. Yes. Oh, absolutely. So once that happened, you're like, oh shit! And I like the little twist where they get off the train. They're like, where do we get our luggage? And he's like, your luggage? Didn't didn't you bring it on? And they're like, no, we gave it to some people. And they're like, oh, you got robbed. And that was pretty funny. But then they reacted because they were like, oh my god, my husband's ashes are in my luggage. Yeah. And everybody reacted to that. And in the jail, Diane reacts pretty extremely. And in the jail, Candace Bergen even calls the fucking the the chief uh uh, something she's like you're lazy and they're all like reacting i feel in turn with their characters but go ahead brandon keep keep complaining about it and i'll keep refuting as to why you're just (laughs) you're just bitter all right well i've i've said enough for my initial thoughts i think we can i think he's i think he's admitting he's wrong no i'm not admitting that i'm wrong i'm just saying we'll get to it later hey listeners Put down in the comments if Brendan is wrong. <laughs> 45 <laughs> minutes of podcast left. We'll discuss it then. Um, I guess my initial thoughts, because I think we, we can tell that uh, that Connor loved this film, it seems. Um, I actually think this is a, a, quite an improvement on the first movie. Like, no kidding. Like, I think this is a much better movie than the first one. Um, the characters are more fleshed out. There's more good character arcs in it. Um, it's funnier. I definitely laughed a lot. Um, I'm not going to say that this is like a great movie, but it was, it was a good movie. I like this movie fine. So those are my opening thoughts. As, as anybody listening cannot see our faces, I was nodding and dancing the entire time Floyd was talking because I agree wholeheartedly with that entire sentiment. I thought after watching it, I'm like, that I laughed genuinely way more than I did at the first one. The characters truly had more like they understood their the the writers understood the assignment more with each character and they were like, Oh, we need to make this one the the one that's just like all sex puns and we need to make her the worried one and her this. It's like, okay, I, w- I wanted to watch these characters because I knew a little more about their their character and i cared a little more and this was much an improvement to the first one by far and with one key exception all the acting was really good and my one key exception was the person that i sent the the uh fucking um quote to brendan of a long time ago you know i got i tried kind of but Diane Keaton did not try in this movie. She was not very good. But the rest of them, the rest of the cast, I felt like was trying and and fun. Especially the guys at the end of the movie. Like, Andy Garcia is yeah. just mugging at the camera the whole time. He's our, so fun. Our boys were, were good this time. Um, Candace Bergen, uh, her character got on my nerves a lot less than, than last time. I thought she was actually legitimately yeah, funny this time. She was funny um, in this one. Um, yeah, overall... Huge improvement. So instead of doing a circle jerk episode, which um, is where we just jump around, let's actually go uh, through the plot. So yeah, like we said, we open with COVID. 
um, which I, I have to assume this whole idea had to get reworked because of COVID. Because this movie came, the first one came out in 2018, so I'm sure they were getting towards um, a sequel. Um, but yeah, so they have the Zoom call, and this was one immediately when I texted you guys, I was like, oh, it has the juice, let's fucking go. Um, and it does. The Zoom call bit is hilarious, and I, like I said, I really thought it was going to be funny. If Craig T. Nelson, they were like, oh, and Craig got COVID and almost died. I thought no, he, he did had die a heart attack. at first. That would, dude. Yeah. Honestly, if we're being more true to like maybe those people's experience during COVID, maybe mm. one of one of the characters should have died of COVID, which is <laughs> Jesus. Uh, to get real to get real for a second and sad. But Candace um, Bergen just eats it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she no. I mean, a character a, a character does eat it at, at early on in the movie. Which furthers Candace Bergen's oh, plot. Oh, the cat. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. That made me really sad. Uh, Ginsburg. The lethargic and Ginsburg did. Right. Yeah, no. Ginsburg. Ruth Bader Ginsburg did die between movies too, so I guess it's it's uh, fitting. Uh, um, she died like on the phone, like while they were like on. The did street. she really? Yeah, because they when when Jane Fonda is in the church in New York, which by the way I actually think that that I know where that church is. Um, but uh wow are you from new york or something do you live in new york or something new New yorker uh but she didn't die on the phone she found her dead well she found her corpse on the phone phone, which was very (laughs) sad and i was like which i i will admit i did laugh really hard at the bit where (laughs) they're in the church she's on speakerphone candace bergen opens the 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 thing sees the corpse and goes jesus fucking christ and she's like you're on speakerphone in a church it's funny that was intentional no i know it was that was a good it was a good bit um yeah I, no, I will say, I will say though that like, despite some of my issues with like just the reactions to the problems, I did enjoy the humor a lot more in this movie, and I I will say I think it is a step up from the first one. I don't know if that's it more, because it's more recent and because just like it feels you know like the jokes were written a lot more recently and and feel a lot fresher, but it's had, it it's feels like good there's bits. more oomph to the movie. Even though there's not the driving, like, thing of, like, everyone trying to get their sex lives together, Mm -hmm. it feels like it has way more of a narrative drive in this movie. Uh, Like, they're going towards one destination. Yeah, there's going to be pit stops along the way for all the the characters to have their moments, but it feels like the humor is way more concentrated. It feels like the characters are way more concentrated. The storyline, like, overall, I don't want to, like, oversell this movie. It's still a book club movie. Yeah. Like, there's still the cringy moments, but, like, it's much better. And it's much better written. Um, and, like, yeah, the, 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 the actual, like, Zoom meeting is is cringe. Of course, a lot of their dialogue is cringe. They bring back generation. that potato joke from, like, three years ago. Oh, my God, yeah. It was, was not like, funny. Why am I a potato? No, I was like, oh, I remember that. It, well, Ugh. it was funny that they thought it was funny. Like, yeah. they were. it was funny that because it, it wasn't funny and they thought it was funny, if you get what I'm saying. Oh, I do. Um. But yeah, no. They quickly decide to go to to Italy after um, Arthur is like, yeah, we sh- you should do it. Have your have your fun with your girlies, um, and of course, uh, Vivian knows somebody with a five star hotel um, in Rome. And as soon as they're there, they're walking around. It looks like they were there for like at that one that one location for like two hours. They were like stand here and then walk a little bit and mm-hmm. then go. There were definitely two parts that were green screened, and I didn't. Th- at one point, I was like, oh my god, they didn't really go to Italy. 
because they only green screen this no. stuff. But I think it was just two really busy places in Italy that they needed to get the like shots for. And so they just filmed that section and then put them in front of it because you did not see their legs. And they were just walking in front like, oh, my oh. goodness. Wow, crazy. And that was like the first two scenes they showed us as their little montage of getting there. Also, okay, right off the bat, there was one thing that, that uh, like a piece of dialogue back and forth that I was like, oh, my God, is this going to turn into a hangover movie for, for older women? Because what happens is Candace Bergen comes out and they're like all carrying their purses and they're like, where's your purse? And she's like, oh, I don't need a purse. I have this. And then she pulls out her fanny pack, and they're like, what is that? That's not your purse. And she's like, oh, it's not a purse. It's a fanny pack. Oh, it's it's stylish. It's this and that. And the girls are, like, making fun of her. That's exactly the bit from Hangover where Zach Galifianakis comes out with his satchel, and they're like, oh, it's a man purse. And I'm like, are we about to go on a crazy adventure with these ladies? Like, And they, they go on a and wild night. And the answer is yes, we are. Yes. Yeah. Um, also... In this beginning Italian montage, they stand in front of some uh, some old statues, and um, their heads are all covering their like their junk in that mm, one. Their dongers. That one shot, and then they do uh, they 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 flip the shot, and you can see all their faces, and they're like, "Oh my goodness, oh no!" And Candace Bergen goes, "I think some of these guys were the same dancers at my bachelorette party," that was and I said. I belly laughed at that line. I thought that was so well delivered and well said. I thought there's, that was very funny. There's also a line early on where I, I don't even remember if it's before Italy or after, but someone, so I just have it written down. It's just glad your vagina hasn't claimed senior status. And I was like, that's, I think they say that about Candace Bergen. I was like, that's, that's a good bit. That's pretty yeah. funny. I will say, Brendan, I'm hearing you say it. There's a lot of good bits. Don't worry about it. Um, one thing that uh, I, I will complain about with this Italian montage, the, this initial one, is the new version of Mambo Italiano made me want to fucking die. I was like, That's fair. just use the original. Just use the original. It would have like I it would have endeared me to the movie more if they had used the original. But like the fact that they were like maybe it was more expensive. Maybe I, you're probably right. It was probably less expensive for them to be like, oh, we're gonna release a new version of Mambo Italiano or like just some other art. I don't even know who it was, but like it just sounded like a pop artist doing Mambo Italiano, and I was like, this is not not what I wanted from Mambo Italiano right now. And they do the same thing later with with um other like you know italian crooner classics but other than that it was fine it was fun i, I enjoyed it that's that's where the italian tourist ad kicked in I, you know i did say uh, when i said it's an italian tourist ad that didn't mean that i necessarily disliked it brendan loved this movie certify it right now <laughs> certified um, brendan loved this movie um so i i my one there was a couple moments in this movie where I was like, holy shit, that's fucking incredible. The first is um, when they're in Rome and they're talking to the street artist. I know we're skipping over the, the dress scene. Right. Um, that was fun. I just, mean, all just we have to say note, about liked... it is there was a wedding dress montage wedding and you dress knew montage. it was coming as, as immediately that when they walk in, they're like, you gotta try stuff on. And she's like, okay. okay. And then they all 
walk out of the curtains and they're like, oh, it looks great. Well, and, and that that was immediately the moment that you knew that Diane Keaton was going to get married by the end of the movie because they were like, oh, yeah. you should try yeah. on this one. But also it fits you so well, I know, but like also going forward to the end of the movie, really Diane Keaton wearing white to your friend's wedding. That's kind of I fucked the, up. I thought the same thing. Yeah. Also Craig T. Nelson with the base, with the bacon bit when he was getting bacon. That was funny. The, oh, I laughed yeah, yeah, at that. that. I did laugh at that yes. where he was like, no, n- no bacon. <laughs> He's had, like holding it to, behind his back. <laughs> had to give him credit for that one. All right, Floyd. Yeah. Again, got, again, got Brendan Floyd. thought it was funny. I did. Brendan thought this movie was funny. <laughs> I did think it was um, funny. <laughs> um, it was a good bit. I didn't like, um, I didn't really like that scene, to be honest, the the wine, the dress trying on scene. Um it, it it was it, it had to happen but there was there was there were just like five minutes there where i was like okay can we keep going can we keep moving um and then we do and the street artist is like you got to go to venice and my question for you guys now is is the street artist and the fake porters in cahoots mm. does he find these rich old ladies and send them to the train station and be like you gotta go I hadn't thought about and, that. <laughs> and send them to his buds i guess that's um, that's a at, fun at the porters. theory um now just looking back on it i did not see this movie twice but post that on the book club reddit <laughs> is there a book club r slash book club probably I'm sure there is i hope so <laughs> R slash Diane Keaton. Um, R slash Jane Fonda Doe. Um, mommy. Um, but, I, okay, have, have have any of you guys been to Italy? No. no. I have not been. I have been to Rome once when I was a wee lad, but I have not been to Venice that or counts. any of the other locations. So I was familiar with some of this, but a lot of it was new to me. Um, and I would like to go. Actually, I have a, I have a friend that's that's taken a. She's Italian. She's going with her family back, back to the homeland. So maybe I'll. I'll Does like, it count if I've had the tour of Italy at Olive Garden? Yeah, I think I think that counts. Okay. Oh, cool. then yes. Then yeah, I've been to Italy. And another bit quickly after the porters steal the luggage, which again, fucking hilarious. Um, is <laughs> the bit with Diane with her ex-husband's ashes is one of my favorite things throughout the movie. The, the I know it's skipping ahead, mm. but once we finally get the resolution of that, where she's trying to get it open, <laughs> she, trying to get it open, and then she just fucking head. drops it, and it just bangs off funny. the bottom of the helicopter and spreads open, fucking hilarious. That and the fact that she immediately gets married after that. <laughs> she's just like fuck you oh she's like resolution, resolution time for the next yeah, one pretty much um um okay can we talk about the fact that they're reading the alchemist after 50 shades of gray i mean like you know hell of a jump hell of a jump but like also well, it, was it made me feel like it's in between then right right i remember that but like the fact that that's what this movie chose to focus on was like was the alchemist instead and like having that be sort of their driving being like oh we gotta go more on adventure and stuff like that um i i just thought that it it worked in its favor in that like it felt like more of a book club because they're not just doing the same kind like it wasn't just like more horny books like more horny books more horny books not that i'm not not that I'm against more horny books, but I will say that I it felt like more of a I don't know, just like conducive. This was definitely Sharon's pick, not Vivian's. That's fair. 
so and the next bit that I I want to hit because after they get to um the Venice after they get to Venice and all their luggage is stolen again, Vivian knows another rich person because she's super rich and they go to a hotel with a nice accommodation and then Sharon meets in a bar. Brendan, did you recognize this actor? Should I have? I know Connor wouldn't. Yes, you should have. I was like, he looks so familiar, and then I looked it up. This is General Panaka from Phantom Menace. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah I guess that's so funny. Um, or Captain Panaka. Um, this retired um, this retired philosophy professor, which somehow, being a professor, gets you like a rich, fancy lifestyle in Dude, Italy, which don't... might be the most un unrealistic thing in this movie don't tell my um, my former college professors i'm sure they would be very upset to hear that <laughs> yeah um they, you do not get paid well enough uh to do that but um as soon as he sits down at the bar i'm like oh yes let's go it's gonna be another movie of sharon fucking around and <laughs> and it is um, and it is <laughs> and <laughs> the bit with oh, okay the bit with the police chief you know that by the end of the movie they're gonna be fucking um this whole time, they just have this little, this little spiteful, quippy, cute flirting going on. Some back and forth. And when, when, when Sharon comes out of the the water taxi with Usmani, uh, and again, another one of those belly laughs for me. I thought it was legitimately very funny. Yeah, um, I, I mean, especially when she and uh, Carol get back to the hotel at the same time after after Carol has been kneading the dough with with. Oh, uh, which Giovanni. my biggest disappointment of the movie. That they I was didn't so talk. when when all the stuff with Gianni was going on, and you knew when they mentioned Gianni in the beginning of the movie that Gianni was gonna come up when they go to oh, Italy. Absolutely. You knew. And when Gianni was like this like sixty year old, like kinda good looking guy, I'm like, oh, let's fucking go. This is I when it cut to the van and it was shaking, I was like, let's fucking go drama like i was like drama real shit is happening uh carol is cheating on her husband no she wasn't Mm. but it would guys it would have gone from like this is a pretty funny movie like pretty good movie to i would have been like this is like classic level movie if the rest of the movie she was like i fucked gianni and i have to deal with this with bruce the rest of the movie but oh well i mean it's it they did the most like milk toast version of that which was just like you know they didn't actually actually do anything which in my notes i have the the quote from uh brooklyn 99 that is just captain holt going bone bone yeah um but uh i think like the most you know the most we all wanted them to bone yeah collectively right yeah i, I would say so oh connor, connor no. shaking his head no. connor shaking his head he wanted her to be faithful uh i did because i was like i don't see carol's character doing this and if she does yeah. i i would be really upset and you could I'd see be... it in her eyes though she wanted to i know <sighs> and i was i'm glad i'm glad they like towed that line but i'm also glad she would remain faithful and was because they made her fucking marriage such an important bit right. in the first one. I was about and to, to say. have it just be like thrown away in the second because she sees a dude that she remembered from Italy. Like, 
it, it's it's yeah, fun, but it would have been funny. Mambo Italiano, baby. I would have been yeah, more exactly. confused than anything. I'd be like, nah, that's that's rude to do to your boy Bruce. I, I, I was I literally when that when the van popped up, I went no, I like audibly yelled no fucking way in my theater. <laughs> I was like, I was like so excited. I'm sure the people around me because I, I was I'm not normally one of the people to have like audible reactions in a movie. But none of the other people were having a good time, it seemed like, Aww. in my theater. And I was the only one having audible reactions. And I was like, for once, it is me. I am the one having the fun time right now. And, yeah, I yelled no fucking way. Nice. And um, no one else laughed at the jokes. I don't know what your audiences were like, but mine was very muted. I know it was probably because there was only six of us. But, like, I again, I was the only one that reacted to anything. There were a few. The audience. They, they got some chuckles. Yeah, I had um, a good crowd with mine. Uh, I saw it on a Friday, and that was also, like, a big night for Fast X and Guardians 3. So a lot of people were out, and I'm sure the moms and the sisters or daughters that did not want to see Fast X went to that movie. Uh, Which, to be fair, I'd rather see this movie than Fast X as well, so. Oh. But Brie Larson is in Fast X, and I love Brie Larson, so I'm going to go see Great. it. Great. You, you have fun. You go you go see Fast X. I'll, Why? I'll what is your problem out. with Fast and Furious? I, it's just so not it. I don't know. I just, I, I got, I'm, yeah, good, I'm done with good that series. Point. I'm anyway. tired of it. I've seen so many. <laughs> I, I, I stopped after seven, I think, where I was just like, I've seen seven You didn't see Hobbs and Shaw? Them. No, I did not see Hobbs and Shaw. Anyway, the no anyway book, the club. book club. The dough kneading scene is where we got the iconic line. There's so many things I want to put in your mouth. Actually, I think that was at, exactly. at dinner, See, which was very good. Um, also, again, I wanted them to fuck because all of these lines were hilarious. That is true. I mean, like, and they took the most awkward fucking selfie that I've ever seen in my entire life. I know. It was incredible. Yeah. Um, he had to be actually trying to open that phone. Like, that was not acting. That was truly an old man trying to find the camera on his phone. Because he moved it sideways and upside down at least three times, like, while he was trying to, like, get it together. Uh, But I I do agree with you, Connor. I think the fact that, you know, Carol and Bruce did a fucking musical number at the end of the last movie. I don't think that the writers were just going to erase that because she meets some some Italian stallion. it wasn't just some Italian stallion, though. Her it was past. her student from, like, 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Also, at that dinner scene, uh, my favorite line was when they talk about, um, th- well, get ready for the amuse-bouche. And she's like, oh, I think her bouche is already amused. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was like, that's a good, that's a good line, Candace. Candace Virgin, once again, coming out with the bangers. Dude, again, she annoyed the hell out of me the first movie. I love her in this she movie. Did. She's so much more fun in this movie. Her movie's. character fully did a 180 for this movie. Um, yeah. They also, the one thing I will seed on for for sponsors, Brendan, is in this dinner scene. Uh, at one point, there is a quick, be it like one second, maybe one and a half second shot of uh, Cravella, of like mm. a white wine. It is mm-hmm. just the label. Like, I don't know why it was there besides sponsorship. They needed the sponsor money. 
I also don't know how much sponsor money they got when it was a truly sh- the shortest ad I've ever seen in a movie. It wasn't like they were also, holding it, label out, and pouring it. It was just that it was on the table, and they just showed, like, Cravella. <laughs> um, they do show Pure Leaf. They drink Pure Leaf a lot in this movie. Is Pure that... Leaf iced tea? Yeah. Oh, iced tea. Okay. There's a there's um, a cu- label out. There's a cute little detail um in here. I can't remember if it's it's right after if it's before they go on they take the car or not. But um in the scene there's the scene where Don Johnson is texting Jane Fonda and says something about like oh you should wear like something like flannel like that 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 would be nice. And then like later she's wearing something like her dress is like like plaid and like looks like a flannel. And I was like oh it's that's a cute little detail that they threw in there. Oh, I miss that. Certified Brendan loves this Certified movie. Certified Brendan moment. Um, <laughs> this movie is 100% certified Brendan fresh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so after after the cooking school, they're like, okay, we got to keep going, girly, so that we can get to Tuscany on time. And the car breaks down, which there is another moment in this movie where i was like this could become the fucking best movie of all time if it just it it was never going to but if just leatherface popped out just like just pulled out a chainsaw and started going to town would have been hilarious in the middle of this night um it's fine instantly becomes a horror movie yeah no but i was like if this becomes a horror movie of them lost on this road that'd be fucking hilarious getting picked off one by one um but then vivian makes it to the wedding on time and she gets married she's like all my friends died so i could be here um Christ. would have been great oh well um and then she doesn't but, get married and then she doesn't get married but um when when they're when they're broken down here this is this is the actual moments like these last this last like half hour of the movie where i think some of the actresses again minus diane some. keaton who was just phoning it in yeah her um, husband died and she does not give a fuck no the, the other three are trying but diane keaton was not trying in this movie um they start to give some pretty good dialogue. Like when they go in the jail, I I think especially like Mary Steenburgen, she has a good she has some good dialogue in in the um in the jailhouse. Yeah, the, the beginning the performances what? are good. <laughs> the beginning Zoom scene was cringy when it came to dialogue, and it seemed like they were trying very hard to make it topical. Uh, but toward the end, I think is where the the dialogue actually shined and made sense yeah absolutely and um so i guess we can get to it they the the cop gets them out and they go to the wedding which is the big like 20 minute finale um i thought they were gonna i when i thought i thought they were gonna do a double wedding i thought mm-hmm. jane fonda was gonna get married and then i thought G, uh diane keaton would also get married i thought it was gonna be like a a surprise thing um, I appreciated that Bruce showed up, even though because he wasn't responding to his texts, I thought he died. Me too. <laughs> I was, like, was going to oh, say, no, if Bruce is dead, I'm throwing hands with Bill Holderman. Yeah. But he didn't. He just, he was on a plane or something, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that would make sense. But It was also like a 14-hour um, flight, probably, so. Yeah, long flight. I clapped. It was great. Um, super excited for more Craig T. Nelson. The president Never showed Craig up. T. Nelson. Everyone clapped. Um, yeah. Um, I love that, uh, for no reason, Mitchell and Arthur are, like, best friends now. Like, they didn't know each other at all. 
and they probably still don't, but they were like, yeah, we're a movie. We're two characters yeah. in a movie. We're best friends now. <laughs> I'm his best man. Sure. Um, I guess. And, um, yeah. Oh, the, the bit that I liked the fucking uh, coordinator of the wedding and restarting the band like 10 that, times. That, that was, was funny. That funny. was a good bit. Oh, we didn't even talk about the helicopter. Just, well, we I guess I oh, guess yeah, we did yeah, earlier yeah. when Diane Keaton cannot open that fucking thing. And it, yeah. I, I fully believe that part of that was truly just Diane Keaton not being able to open that prop and was just like, I can't, can somebody fucking help me open Maybe. this? <laughs> that would be funny if that was not planned. Yeah. That would be way funnier if that was not planned. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, that is one of my favorite bits in the movie. One of my favorite, my favorite acting in the movie is when Arthur and Vivian are not getting married. When they have the, those speeches to each other. Barney I think both of them are legitimately good in that scene. Like, I again, I haven't seen Jane Fonda in a lot where she's being serious. But I think this shows that she has some acting chops. Like, it wasn't, like, the best scene ever. But it was definitely, I think, the best acted scene of the of the two movies. And Don Johnson brings it because he always brings it, and I thought I thought they both were great in this scene about talking about their love and their life, and it was I thought it was it was great. Yeah, it was it was nice on a sliding scale. I mean, you know, the wedding looked nice. I I the surprise. No one was there. No one was there. The surprise wedding aspect. I was like, all right. I mean, I guess when you're 85, you can have a surprise wedding and not really give a shit if your family is there. But maybe her family's all dead, Brendan. Probably. Did you think about that? Yeah, I did. Good. I, I'm glad that you thought of the pain that might be associated with that when you were like, where's all your friends? Where's all your people? Maybe they're dead. Well, okay. her friends are there. They're there. Okay, well, her other friends, I guess. I don't Maybe know. she doesn't have other friends. Um, Did you think of that? Maybe she doesn't, which would... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, well, that's about the end of Book Club, the next chapter. Tune in next week when we're doing 80 for Brady and 80 for Brady 2, the next chapter. Um, yeah, no, I don't... No, 80 for Brady 2, any... 10 more yards. Oh, that's good. <laughs> 80 for Brady 2, first I was literally about to oh. say the same Yeah. Um... But yeah, no, I don't. I don't have anything else. The only thing is, Brady too, I, I think guys, goal. two point um, conversion. Guys, I do think this is the last we will get of book. No, this movie tanked. Conversion. It made no money. I don't see us getting it a third chapter. Yeah, no, it twenty million dollar budget so far. It's made seventeen. What million. the fuck? Um, what? And we went to that's see tanking? it and paid our own money. Wait, no, that's tanking. Losing losing that much money, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, you got to think that probably in reality, oh, it's been in it's been in theaters for three weeks. I know. It's not gonna make its money. Jesus, how do you know they got time to make three more million? No, but that's the thing with budgets is you got to make three times your money. Yeah, because of marketing and the cuts that theaters take. Um. So the production budget, you norm the rule is you got to make three times your production budget normally. I know things that have gotten sequels for way less. So I know, but I, I hold out hope that we you get can hold a out third hope one. We will be that here. Goes to DVD, and I'll watch it, and you guys will never see it. <laughs> no, we're gonna review it. If they make anything, Book Club Three, we will review it. Well, you guys um, are being doubters. I feel like they tied. I'm a just. Nice I'm just. Movie. 
yeah, if this is the end, I think they did a fine job. I think in terms of w- where everybody ends up, I think they're fine. Um, I-, I think I think we're um, I think we're good to wrap it up. So they um, called it the next chapter because they need to keep it open for a third chapter. The final yeah. chapter. Yeah. Chapter three, it's a horror movie. like a trilogy. We need our book club trilogy. Come on, guys. Come on, Universal. Um, but yeah, no, I guess we'll go uh, final thoughts and ratings, Brendan. Yeah, so I had, you know, previously discussed that my great amount of issues with the first book club. Um, this movie didn't have as many. I, I enjoyed, although I felt like it was an Italian tourism ad at some points, and I was like, when is the Visit Scenic Italy logo going to just pop up on the fucking screen? Um I, I don't know. I, I, I thought that it was it was fun. I laughed at a lot more of the jokes. Um, I you know, I thought that in terms of linear storytelling, uh, it was you know, it moved pretty okay for me. I, I didn't there weren't any portions really like in the first one where it was just like a complete slog to get through and I was like, oh my God, when is the next thing gonna happen? Um, and I think that that like with these vacation adventure kind of movies that like you know especially it, it, this is essentially a road trip movie. Um, I think that that's, you know, pretty important in terms of pacing. And I think that it was fairly well paced, all things considered. Um, I don't, I didn't like necessarily that, like, there weren't that many, like, you know, big issues throughout the film. Like every, everything that would be a major problem in, uh, a different movie, like did not fucking matter. (laughs) Like to these people, they were just like, oh, we lost our luggage whatever diane keaton lost her husband's ashes eh, she'll be sad about it for a minute and then after that she'll get over it because she's getting them back um but i you know i thought this movie was pretty funny i i recognize that like you know there were some jokes i didn't laugh at but I'd, i'd say that there were a fair amount that i did um score wise uh I just, a plus. I, I just had a, pro- the, the main thing I just had a problem with was, was these remixed versions of, of classic, like Italian crooner songs, um, that I was, uh, 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 uh you know, I was expecting sort of this familiarity with them. Like, I, I feel like, you know, when a character goes to Italy and they start playing Mambo Italiano or something like that, um, you know, you're, you're sort of going to feel more at home with that. Cause you're like, Oh, I know this, I know this one. Um, but maybe it was cheaper. Maybe they just wanted to put a more modern spin on it. Uh, I think production wise, we're pretty much at the same level as we were for the first one. It, it, you know, I, I think that like, obviously having the set piece of Italy is did help it. But like, other than that, I was pretty much like, okay, like modern family episode. Like that's, that's the level of production that we're getting for this. Um, didn't like to kill the cat. That made me mad. I was just like, if that, that needs to be your reason for going to Italy, that, that makes me upset. Sharon. Um, the cat was old, Brendan. It's not like she stabbed it. That's true. How do we know? (laughs) They said old age at the vet. All right. <laughs> Mr. Mr. They gave us so many things they should be upset about and they weren't upset enough while fucking giving us reasons the whole time that they are upset. Um, Brennan, what's your grade? Yeah, my grade. 
Um, what did I give the first one? Like, I give it a D. Um, I'm gonna give this movie a C. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. You know, I, I probably won't ever watch it again unless I have to, but it, it made me laugh and, you know. I'll find a reason to make you watch no, it again. Oh, please don't. Book Club 2 was uh, a, a, a movie I spent $20 on and I got, I got chocolate-covered raisins and Twizzlers for my experience. Um, C plus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my movie snacks was um, was a large corn and a diet soda. Oh no, way, me um, too. The um, they didn't have alcohol at the theater, so I could not get a Chardonnay or anything. Um, but I digress. Um. I think this movie is a, a good improvement on the first one. I gave the first one a C plus. I'm gonna say right now it's gonna get a higher grade. All the acting's really good, minus Diane Keaton. I feel like in terms of a roundup, I, I feel like I've given my thoughts pretty succinctly um, all the way throughout. It's it's a better movie. It's a funnier movie. Um, there's more narrative drive. Uh, I think overall this is just a an actually better made movie. Is there still cringe moments? Yes. Is this a great movie? No. Is this something I'm going to buy on Blu-ray? Probably. Um, but, you know, that's fine. I'm going to give this movie... I'm going to go with a B-. minus, um, Like, a legit B-. minus. I gave the, the first one a C-plus on This Is Not Made For Me. Um, if I gave an, a book club a grade based on my enjoyment, it probably would have been, like, D-plus, C-. minus. I'm giving this a legit B-. minus. I thought this movie was funny. It was pretty well made. The character arcs were pretty good wasn't perfect but a legitimate even on a ryan scale this is a b minus that brings our average to a c really no it's gotta be no, higher than that c plus c plus c plus babe c plus because you get yep, c that's what i meant uh -huh. math yep. is hard he's just trying to bring down the ladies again <laughs> you're just trying to bring him down i gave this a whole <laughs> letter grade higher than the last one yeah and yet you did still I. gave it the you still gave it a rotten score. Okay. You're saying this movie's rotten. Maybe it is. When when the Maybe whole time rotten. you were certifying it fresh. <laughs> no, I was certifying it Brendan loved. That's much yes, different. Yeah. Which is, I, that sounds pretty fresh to me. Um, but yes, no, so that wraps up the book club. Uh, thank you gentlemen so much for doing this. I had a lot of fun. Um, I had considerably less fun watching the Fifty Shades movie. <laughs> I can't wait till there's a double feature that comes out on DVD so I can get both of them for the price of one. Thank God. Yes. You can only um, hope. But I got the first one for such a low price that I can justify almost any amount of money on Book Club 2 on Blu-ray. Um, $18. Let's do it. Um, okay. Justify. Uh, no, so coming up next, we have Indiana Jones. Uh, we're going to be spending the month of June with Indy. Um, one week of July. Yeah, so... Uh, in the first weekend of July. But yeah, um, June is Indie Month, and uh, I'm very excited for it. It's going to be a series that I haven't revisited in a while. I liked a lot when I was a kid. But um, yeah, looking forward to, to going back through them, seeing, seeing if Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is as bad as people say it is. Um, I haven't seen it since I was like 10, so who knows. Um, but uh, yeah, guys, do you want to uh, plug the stuffs? 
we let's let's plug the stuffs um we have a lot of backlog on this network uh we've done what is this like six seven episodes of of ctp since we've made our triumphant return eight, eight? that's a lot Maybe? it's a lot oh no this, this is seven, is seven. Right. uh so we've got you know that's 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 a few uh, but we've done like 90 some episodes prior to, to our return, um, going all the way back to like 2017 when Floyd and I were in high school. Um, maybe listen to some of the more recent ones just until you're accustomed to us and you don't have to listen to what 17 year olds think, uh, thought about movies. <laughs> some of the side notes, some of those we should probably review, uh, re-review, um, as adults now. Uh, with, with you know a better grasp on film um i'm gonna go back and listen to them to see no, just how it, bad your your takes were oh no uh but we have a lot of other shows also um you know just go check them out there's the show key is is listed in there i'm not gonna rattle them all off but uh you can also find us on social media at twisted mug media pretty much everywhere um and we also have a youtube uh twisted mug media network um, we, we post random stuff on there. It's fun. It's a good time. We got a lot of old videos on there of, of, of video essays and a cooking video and some gaming videos and criterion hauls. Uh, it's a good time. Connor. There you go. Uh, thanks, Brendan. So for today, I have, uh, rain coming in from the Northeast <laughs> and some clouds over <laughs> central Indiana uh, besides that, Popsicle Meltdown Convention is a gaming channel that me and Brendan run. And that's coming uh, in nationwide. It's <laughs> coming in all over the globe. Yeah. Um, we recently started playing uh, one of my favorite games, The Return of the Obra Dinn. So check that out. We play Mario. We play uh, Wheel of Fortune. We've, we've been playing uh, a little to the left recently. So a bunch of fun New games. Of we, we talk about our lives and we try to make the jokes. So if you like us on here, um, then go like us on there. Popsicle Meltdown Convention. That's Popsicle Meltdown Con on social media like TikTok, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. And um, yeah, Floyd, anything else would you, that you'd like to add or plug Floyd, over to you? Floyd appeared back in on the studio. one of our most recent episodes of pmc where we played some gardic phone um and that was that was a lot of fun got to show off some of our improv skills i feel like you should explain what gardic phone is because just saying it it is yes it it is it was nothing to me when i first heard about it so it's probably nothing to a regular audience member that's fair gardic phone is basically like pictionary um you know with with the three of us the classic version is you get a phrase you uh you write a phrase then you get someone else's phrase and you have to draw it. And then your drawing is sent to someone else and you get someone else's drawing and you have to describe their drawing. And then at the end, you all sit down and you look at each other's, uh, you look at each other's albums where you get to see what the original sentence was, what the person tried to draw and how the person described it. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, usually a lot of, a lot of chaos ensues. Uh, we played like four rounds, I think um, on the most recent episode. And we'll have another one coming out in the future. Cause we recorded two of those. Um, but, uh, it was a lot of fun and, and we had, uh, we had a great time playing the Gardic phone, uh, and you can not, we're not sponsored by Gardic phone, but it's, it's a free game. You can play it with your friends. Uh, and I recommend that you do because it's a lot of fun. 
I do I do have one uh, thing to say. It's actually just a shit post. Um, today is the day that HBO Max became Max, and that's fucking oh, yeah, stupid. That was fucking so dumb. there's that. Um, it's a it's a whole separate app. You can't use the HBO Max app anymore. You have to get a separate app. Really? It's so dumb. Are you Wait, fucking yes. kidding me? No. Also, just to go on a little tangent here, they fucking took the HBO off HBO oh, Max, yeah. awesome. and then their tagline is Max, the home for HBO. Like, are you. What the fuck are you doing, guys? <sighs> Who made this decision? Who made this decision? Um, pay your writers. Pay your uh, I writers. think that's what we can end on. So, uh, I'm Ryan. I'm Brendan. And I have to go fucking pay for Max now? Yep. This sucks. This has been the Movie Club Podcast. The next chapter. Bye. Okay, hold on. First, <coughs> first thing, before all of my things topple over, I want to do. Maybe a knife wasn't the maybe best a choice. Knife I want to do bad one. I want to do one thing. <clears throat> Shabani flip. Whoa! <laughs> Put this at the end of the episode. Okay, so. Why at the end? Why can't we just keep it in the middle, like, and, and keep everybody in the loop with what just happened? Because the podcast has changed now. It's changed. I flipped. <laughs> you flipped. The I energy Chibani of the podcast has flipped. flipped. I Chibani flipped. All right. So anyway, um, <laughs> I. <laughs>